Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is March 3rd, and this is episode 167. Hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic Friday today. We've got some big things to talk about, some gifts going on in our midterm macro, obviously a massive dump off of yesterday, last night. We're going to try and talk about that, see if we can dive deep into what happened and what we can expect going into the weekend and next week. So with that being said, let's get right into the TA. So as always, starting off on our macros, on our weeklies, taking a look at Bitcoin and ETH, we can see that we are starting to continue to shift um, we're seeing a, a ton of resistance coming in. Obviously, we're starting to turn the wolf pack down again. We're starting to get some hidden bearish divergence on this top if it actually does triple confirm back down. And we're potentially seeing our waves starting to pinch. The only thing left that's holding us up here is essentially the money flow, the momentum overall that was pushing it to the upside here. If we start to see this reject or if we see it reject into next week, um, and we open pointing down again, potentially we have much more continuation to the downside to come. Obviously, we still have some very key level supports below us at 20 and 19. But, you know, are we going to revisit them or are we going to blast through them and make new lows? It becomes a possibility if the weekly does a full on macro rejection here. So honestly, not what I want to see overall. I don't think it's going to be good for the crypto space if we see massive rejection here. Just overall, um, sediment has just started to shift back into the positive. You know, it's it's worst case scenario. Best case scenario here is that we do open up with a red dot as of next week. We potentially have a week of downside. We touch into 20 or 19 throughout that week. And by the week after that, we're turning back up with a green dot as we saw something back in here of September of 2021, right? We had a red dot and then we hit a green dot pretty much the week after. If we can do some sort of quick flip, get the sell pressure out of here quickly, get it over and done with, confirm a higher low in the medium term and turn ourselves back up, that that is the bull's only hope here essentially is that they hold a higher low in this in this current environment of the macro as far as eth goes a higher low would suggest something above 1200 or staying above 1200 in the overall so things are not looking as great as they were obviously last week or the week before in the macros and we can definitely you know money flow is still pointing up that's that's what i gotta say about it it's if it completely rejects here, we're in trouble. If it starts pointing down and it eventually pulls itself back up throughout that week, you know, we kind of potentially avoid chaos um, from there. The fact that, you know, the S&P did almost 100 plus points today in the upside direction gives me a lot of hope here for potentially just, you know, this being a midterm daily type of fake out. Uh, reversal potentially switch back up, um, but we'll have to see how we go. The Dixie in the US 10 still very clearly, you know, not wanting to reject as of yet. We're starting to see some signs of rejection here, 
We've got a bit of bearish divergence stacked up in the Dixie. We've got a bit of divergence stacked up in the US 10 year, as well as a potential doji candle 618 hitting all the good stuff that we would want to see for a rejection we're starting to see here. And again, these levels being very important for what goes on in these charts for the next little while. Again, no confirmation of complete rejection yet, but we're starting to see more and more starting signs of that. This is another good thing for Bitcoin in the overall. When we come into our midterms, our daily, obviously very, <laughs> very strong uh, volume day yesterday. We are starting to, again, see continuation of rejection here with the daily still holding market structure at 21,500. So essentially to get into these zones of 19 and or 20, we're going to need to have a candle close below 21,500. That's our local low as well on the daily. Makes sense. There's a lot of important support going on in this in this zone. If we form some sort of lower low with uh, divergence, it kind of feeds into the idea of potentially getting that higher low and bouncing and all the good stuff they would want to see into the coming little while. Um, short terms, four hour does feel a little tired here at this point. Um, we're, con we're continuing to consolidate at this level um, for how much longer, potentially another day or so. I do think that we could push back up uh, towards 21.9 or 23K um, just for a retest of what was previous support, now resistance. Um, over the weekend, it would make sense coming back up, retesting, hitting the lower high and rejecting again. More than likely the most likely scenario here in our short terms. So not 100% guaranteed, we could just end up falling one more level into that 21,500 or below over the next possibly eight to 10 hours. Something overnight type of deal as we saw last night. It seems like the whales are playing when the other markets are closed because obviously this thing came out of nowhere. It happened after daily close in, you know, in the middle of the night, essentially, for most people. So interestingly enough, you know, I think a lot of the dump was due to potentially Mt. Gox, uh, people getting their Bitcoins back after so many years. I mean, it really wasn't that it wasn't that much Bitcoin. It was a lot. It was about what Binance does in a day of transactions. So it definitely has an effect on the price. But overall, I think like, you know, I think a lot of that came from uh, either whales pushing that narrative and just using it for an excuse to push Bitcoin's price lower and or it was actually those tokens being sold off and value being given back to the uh, constituents from years ago. Yeah, interestingly enough, we're not seeing the whole market kind of agree here. If we were seeing Dixie and the U.S. 10-year, you know, breaking their levels, pushing to new highs, um, and the S&P rejecting off of, you know, the 4,000 points uh, level again, you know, we may have more of a case for taking the much more bearish route, you know, potentially pushing the lows again, pushing down to make lower lows, yada, yada, yada. But it's, it's not, it's just not there yet. You know, Bitcoin's doing the sell pressure on its own. The crypto space, I should say, is selling off on its own. So something interesting is going on in the background. I'm not 100% sure what it is yet, but I think over the next coming week or two, we'll get more information. There was a lot of money moved onto exchanges from uh, wallets last week, cold wallets. So, you know, again, are we seeing some sort of potential capitulation um, and accumulation um, pushing the retail back out? Because... As we've been talking about, we know that retail has been the majority of the money coming into the space in the last two months or three months or so. 
So smart money could just be doing a wash cycle, rinse, repeat, get their positions in, push everyone out and uh, continue on the ride. We'll just have to see how we go. Yeah, as far as dailies look, I want to come back to this quickly. Definitely much more on the bearish side. Again, potentially ETH has much more downside room I can see to go. Uh, Bitcoin potentially only about $1,000 before we hit another support level, potentially bounce back, reject again, and then take the step through. ETH, yeah, looking at about a $100 drop potentially again to the market structure at around $1,460. we are more than likely looking for a continuation again, maybe some sort of short bounce over the weekend, but the money flow in these shorter time frames are just cratering, absolutely pointing to the ground. Yeah, it's not looking good. It, it seems like we're going to come back up. We're going to restructure the FIBs in a more bearish posture. As you can see right now, ETH and BTC, the posturing is, is kind of 50-50. It's bearish, but it's also not completely bearish because we still have FIBs extended above the market structure lines. So until everything's absolutely below, we're probably not going to see that target into the 19 or 20K region. It could swap over the weekend, we may not get as much of a bounce because it's a weekend and there's not that much volume coming in. And or again, this is, you know, a lot of it coming in from manipulation. So we may end up getting a true right to the top of resistance bounce, putting us at like 23, 23, 300, something in that uh, region there. Now, do the bulls have a case here? They do. They still potentially do if everything on the daily was to completely shift back up. Uh, over the next week and we don't get a red dot turn everything back up volume starts to actually come in things could change on a dime but for now we have to keep looking at this structure like a bearish structure we have technically gotten a converging wave as we talked about uh, in sessions a couple weeks ago coming back up hitting that 1660 on eth resistance coming up to the 23800 24k region on bitcoin rejecting and obviously having a nice crash from there does this crash line up with the size of this pattern? Absolutely not. It seems like it's just the beginning. You know, ETH still has to re-triple confirm back down because we did TC back up on uh, yesterday's candle. If this invalidates, you know, it's a massive invalidation. We're more than likely going to see much more continuation down. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, things only get really crazy once the weekly TCs back down and we see rejection here. That's, again, worst case scenario. That's when, you know, I'd be looking to basically sideline assets, put everything back into USDT. We're not at that stage yet. Again, we don't have the whole on confirmation, but we have a lot of bearish signs potentially stacked up here that are not in our favor. Massive hidden bearish divergence going on here on all of our indicators. Um, the fact that we're you know, potentially rejecting off the zero line with momentum. It's not, it's not great stuff. As far as the S&P goes and looks in the medium term, you know, this is, this is a strange one because momentum is not building up. We're actually just going sideways here. We're not seeing that much momentum come in for this amount of pump that we've seen. So is this potentially some sort of bull trap? you know, very possible, or is the entirety of my previous thinking with the inverted head and shoulders actually going to play out? That would be fantastic, of course, but, you know, we're going to need some more time to figure this one out. Um, 
Yeah, like the S&P is trying to be bullish, but I just, I'm not seeing the momentum and the volume that I would want to see in order for this thing to really actually want to take off at this point in time. Market structure on daily, though, absolutely does look good. Um, if we can get a close back above 4,080, for, sorry, 4,065, um, probably heading back for the local high and even potentially the more midterm local highs. So that is exciting. Hopefully that kind of pulls some of the bad juju away from Bitcoin if the S&P continues to pump. But for now, yeah, not looking fantastic, looking like continuation. I think we need to be just prepared for it, prepared to go back in towards 19 and 20 and know that for now, in the medium short term, it's going to continue acting as support. I think a lot of people seeing a buying opportunity in 19 to 20. And more than likely, we would see a bounce off of that level, even if it's not the crazy bullish bounce that we want to see. I think that you'd have at least another opportunity to test into this 24 to 25K region. If we were to see a rejection again after testing 20, it's, it's probably more than likely then going to break through uh, to the downside and retest into the lows. Because obviously the bulls are trying, they're trying, they're trying. They're failing, they're failing, they're failing. They can only do that so many times before everyone kind of throws their hands up and get, you know, just doesn't believe in what it's in what it's doing anymore. And the price gets pushed down. Uh, for all you guys following along in the Triple Confirmation Discord, by the way, if you didn't see, our next supporter meeting is coming up on the 7th on Tuesday. And then as well, we have a major day TC updates uh, coming up on the 16th. So make sure to keep your eyes and ears peeled for those. Super exciting. Um, I believe the ecosystem update is uh, more public rather than just for the supporters. So if you guys want to be there for that, definitely check it out. Times are listed in the event tab on the Triple Confirmation Discord channel. Hmm. It seems like Jay will not be joining us today. That is a real shame. But that's okay. Everyone's busy. Things are happening. Life goes on. P.O. My good friend, do you have anything uh, interesting you want to add today? Anything you heard about? Anything going on in the traditional space? Yeah, I think we're just in a you know a very kind of uh, dangerous spot here. Actually, um, can I mention it Wednesday? But like ECB have made a fool of themselves, and so like everyone has. I actually think, in fairness, the Powell and the Fed, they've been. You know, they got caught offside and they've been a lot more realistic with their language and they've been very careful not to uh, articulate more than one step ahead. I think, to be fair to them, they've said, look, we're going to see as far as your nose and see as the data comes in. And they kind of played um, the reversal of disinflation to reinflation in the US very well, I have to say, very professional. Um, hat tip to the Aussie central bank as well, the RBA. They've just been blunt as fuck. They've not entertained any politics. Um, we saw what happened in the UK. Uh, the Bank of England, do you know, mm -hmm. basically told Liz Truss, like, get fucked. You know, we're going to have to do what we do. do you know, just because you've got your plan, like, doesn't mean that we need to change our laws of physics. Um, but I think the ECB now, um, it's just the kind of normal people kind of putting it together. Wait a second, like, three or four days ago, you said that, like, inflation was going to come down was coming down and they were all out all the finance ministers and Philip Lane and Christine Lagarde the clown show that the ECB is and um, it's it's actually shaken business confidence because they're like mm -hmm. my god you stopped us into transitory you know and mm -hmm. 
like this it's a lack of confidence and i you know i probably sound angry because I, I literally am i'm like i can't believe this is their job they get paid a lot of money i'm a midwit i could do this better like if that's the case i could be angry you know and i honestly put me in the seat you know you give me 50 minutes a week christine and um and philip <laughs> You know, I can ask you, wait, wait till the January data comes in before you kind of, you know, go with your press releases and start beating your chest. Because uh, right. it has shaken business confidence. It really has. And it's just kind of added to the pessimism in the market. Um, I think this is all about liquidity right now. I don't know what happened with Bitcoin last night. There's bad news with Silvergate. Um, I think Coinbase and one other are just like, okay, we're going to step away from that. That looks like a time bomb, which ain't great. Um, there was some probably FUD today about Tether uh, in the Wall Street Journal um, mm. and one other, I believe. So look, I think I think all markets are in shaky ground right now. Like, the picture has changed. You know, we're not on the other side of interest rate rises yet. It's further away than we thought. Um, liquidity is going to get more constrained because credit is going to become more constrained. Mm. Um, people are factoring in a different margin a lower margin and now it's a bit of a you know I, I wouldn't be surprised you know like there could be odds on mortgage rates in the u.s hitting 10 percent. i wouldn't be surprised they're going to do a, wow. they're going to do a paul Bocker. and the ecb are going to get sucked into the same game because the more they half asset at this point right you know the longer it's going to take the more more painful it's going to be um so like nothing's nothing's off the table here guys you know <laughs> I think I actually, I was in trash talk because I heard some like, God, I'm that old now, right? I'm complaining about music these days. But it was a rip off of Grandmaster Flash and I posted it in trash and I posted Grandmaster Flash. And what, who is this or what is this? <laughs> Do you know, listen to it and he's like, that dude's rapping about inflation because it was in 84 <laughs> when <laughs> interest rates went to the sky, the whole Paul Walker thing. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just ironic. Um, so look, all markets are soft. <laughs> I suspect that crypto is crypto is down. Even if the other bodies are lying down around us, everyone's going to try and kick it. I mean, but yeah. it, it just it, the thing is too is like you know, year after year, March has always been that shitty month for some reason. Like things just always, yeah, almost always, March is just a you know, leading into what potentially could be a great year here come next month but i don't know i just we've seen it time and time again where you know february is okay march comes in everything sells off april starts to actually take off and tick again but you know just one point of data no and that's again it's like what 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 don't we understand yet you know like uh, you know probably in lounge afterwards ash might have a better understanding of it i think jojo is used to kind of speak to this a lot but you know i'm unfamiliar with like you know tax season in the u.s and loss harvesting and you know i think in the short to midterm we are probably in a, like look it's kind of adding up the wheel it's going to be more risk on or risk off than risk on you know short term while the market reprices you know higher for longer interest rates um you know, like I see mixed things about consumer credit, like, you know, being realistic, discretionary spend is is, is going to be down because people are squeezed. But, you know, there's still been a lot of pent up savings and stuff like that through pandemic years. So 
I, I be careful not to say it's doom and gloom, but like it's just there's less chance for a rally sooner because there's more to go with interest rates going higher. We just we just need the Fed to stop being flippy floppy, you know, like like if it be honest with us. I'd rather have honesty and and you know just blunt truth of what it is rather than them saying, oh, you know, it's not trans- it's fine, everything's going to work out, things are coming down. I think the blunt truth is, you know, and the blunt truth is is just what happened. Like, it could be any cycle. You know, things that depended on interest rates in general being under 2% or just those industries or companies or, like, until they're gone, you know, liquidated, whatever washed out like that's that's probably what i'm looking at like buy now pay later like it was completely dependent on the margin of you know low interest rates mm-hmm. get the margin lending out like there's a lot of stuff that has to die first and i think you know the housing market's another big part of that like you know just the only way to do that is um is kill demand and that's too high interest rates so i think mm-hmm. if they were blunt see there, there's federal bank or there's central bank speak to you know and like experts probably like every word means something and they probably think they are telling the truth. But um, yeah, if they were pretty blunt, I think it would scare people because a lot of people kind of are carried away with themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Buy the house, build the house. <laughs> I look, the it's, house. It's, it's just inevitable. Like, like every, every economic cycle ends with a housing crash. Like, like it's just, Property is just such a large part of the of the economy, and construction is, and mm-hmm. property is such a large part of like kind of um, an imbalance of wealth growth. It just yeah, happens so, every time. It's usually the last absolutely. thing to happen when house prices keel over. Like probably a good time to start looking buying equities. Sound advice, my friend. Appreciate it as always. Home. <laughs> Well, my friends, I think with that being said, we've covered the things I wanted to cover. Um, really just, you know, potentially looking for a short-term bounce. Very possible in the next coming days. Obviously, you know, depending on the type of trader you are, for me, with the shift in trend changing and potentially changing in the macro, you know, I'm looking at this as a re-short opportunity add to the position in the shorter terms if you get that bounce and playing it off to see how we go into next week as always make sure you guys check out tripleconfirmation.com if you haven't heard of it all the details are on the website everything about the trading bot how to get involved any information you'd ever need all in one place on our wiki uh yeah make sure you check it out tripleconfirmation.com all right guys uh enjoy your weekends And we'll talk to you on Monday. Take care. Uh, Bye-bye.